0: Okay, so I'm here with Cathy Kilgannon, Cathy um, is an author, um, and we have been working together on a, a project for Merseyside Violence Reduction uh, Unit, um, and we're going to have a chat about that project, um, this is our first podcast from, from People Empowered, um, and this project has, has been run in conjunction with Maxim Edge CIC. So first of all, let me introduce Kathy. We're going to find out um, about Kathy's life as an author and how she's she's got to where she is now. This fantastic author that that is is writing children's books that we just love here. Um, my children love them, and, and when I go into school, they just adore the the, the stories and the rhymes from Kathy. Um, and we're going to find out a little bit about our project. So, Kathy, um, uh, welcome. Our project has been working with over six children. In St. Helen um, and we've been exploring art illustration of Rhyme. Can you tell us about your role in the project?
1: Yeah, um, so I just Phil, you know how you and I both met, and um, we'll just touch on that for some of the listeners first. I think it was um, December 19, and I was in a, a school in Nutgrove delivering my my book is Christmas canceled. And uh, it has seemed to happen that my session clashed with one of yours and the teachers hadn't realized. And I remember coming to the classroom and seeing two grown men in in rugby kits. I'm wondering what's going on here. But if they asked you, would you hold off? um, Because the the sessions are clashed. And I remember you saying, uh, we'd like to sit in. And I was absolutely mortified, embarrassed, thinking, um, you know, a grown man in, in a rugby kit is just gonna laugh and laugh his socks off at me, reciting all these beautiful rhymes. But, you know, I got into the session and I knew within five minutes, you really joined in with the kids and you're answering the questions. And I, I could see straight away, I was like, oh, this lad, he really appreciates, um, you know, what I'm doing here. So that, that was great. And with a chat after that, and then an email over the next few days, and you said, you know, we'd be interested in, in you know any future projects. And here we are, um, all this time on. So the project, it's been an absolute privilege um, you know, to get a call from you if you want to go and get involved. It's been absolutely great. And it's consisted of what I've been involved in, um, three sessions delivered in each school, an assembly to introduce the project, um, and then a workshop and a follow-up session. Um, So I've been attending the assemblies, um, hosted by your good self, to um, be introduced to the children. And during that assembly, um, a piece of work that I wrote is used. um, It's called Wise Old World. And it was written last summer, uh, last spring, last summer, to help the children understand the importance of staying at home and, and really being patient during lockdown. Um, there are lines in it like you know um, the doctors and nurses worked hard both day and night asking everyone to help them to make the future bright the doctors said be patient and um, it's the best thing you can do please help the world don't spread the bug we need this help from you so it's a really really great piece of work to just to you know help the kids you know understand it was so important um, in lockdown that we're patient and that gives an introduction so we use that in the assembly to introduce my work and give the kids a taster of what we're going to do the following week and then during the workshop the workshop is about an hour long and um, and in that workshop i introduce myself to the children along with an introduction of yourself we tell a little bit about my story to becoming an author and we talk about um I tell the kids the things, my superpowers, the things that I'm really good at. And I also talk about the things that I really struggle with and um, about the ball, back to your good self then. And then you you do questions and answers to the kids about the things that we were really brilliant at and some of the things that we really struggle with. And what we're trying to get over to the kids is everybody on this planet is brilliant at something and everybody on this planet really struggles so that's the kind of message i'm trying to you know um, get over to the kids um during that workshop then we used three pieces of my work the first is called my favorite place my writing space the second is paint your life and the third is when we are in lockdown and um, so these pieces of work they're delivered on screen with um some basic animations that I've done um, but they're quite inspiring to listen to. My, my favourite place my writing space is a simple poem about me sitting in my favourite place which is the garden. On a sunny day that's where I sit and I write but it's about my imagination. I'm sat in my own garden but I can take myself anywhere in the world and I can be anything I want to be. So that piece of work, it's all about the children using their imagination and visualising their dreams. Um, And then another piece that we use, Paint Your Life. And Paint Your Life is about really taking ownership of the life and making the decisions, you know, if you if you're in a grey and miserable mood, your life is grey and miserable. So that that particular poem is all about colours and moods and now we do have the choice um, each and every day to paint our life as brightly as we want to, um, even with challenges. We have we have daily choices of how bright we can we can help to make our day. And then the third one, as we round up the workshop. Um, when we are in lockdown, um, so that's when we are in lockdown, we can we did some real fun stuff, but when we were in lockdown, sometimes we are really tough. A famous time in history that we have all lived through with all our own experiences. We each have our own view. So it, it goes on, just as we bring the, the workshop to a close, it, it challenges the kids then to um, write a poem, write a story, paint a picture or or do a monologue um, on how they have felt during during lockdown and their own hopes and aspirations um, for their future. Um, And then the final session, the follow-up sessions, um, I actually haven't been present at those uh, follow-up sessions, but I've seen some of the fantastic artwork that's come out of it online. It's really lovely to see um, what we've kind of made the kids think about, and yeah, there's some gorgeous artwork online. Um, so yeah, that's that was my involvement to date.
0: That's great, kathy That's the uh, got 10 out of 10 for, for memory. I yeah, don't um, think part of it that's fantastic. And um, so, can you tell me a little bit about when you first aspirations My own
1: thoughts when I first write, um. It's really been an actual progression. I, actually, I have a very very vivid childhood memory of when I was perhaps about eleven years old, and my eldest brother would be about thirteen. And at that time, he had a pocket money job working for the local milkman. who was a very funny man, and my brother was very fu- he's a very funny man was a very funny boy at the time. And it was Christmas time, and I think my mum had bought a bottle of spirits as a gift for the milkman, but my brother was writing a card. And he just sat there and he wrote this eight or ten line poem. And I remember sitting there in absolute awe, as an 11-year-old little girl thinking, how can you make things rhyme like that? And I wish, I, I, I was i this really deep wish, I wish I could write like that. And who knows I sent that wish up into the heavens at Christmas, maybe Santa magically, you know, took me on He said, that, that he, would get, he would grant me that wish. Um, because I, rem- I do remember that. And I remember like, I've got a lot of younger siblings as well. And I remember writing a little story about um, a rabbit that got lost in the woods. Now, it wasn't a rhyming story. I hadn't discovered my talent. But um, I was obviously enjoying being the storyteller, even at that young age. Now, oh, jump forward many years. In 2007, one of my best friends got married. And all the girls came to County Cork in the west of Ireland um, for the hen party. And I remember I just wanted to make everybody laugh um, because my friend was, you know, she's a comical character as well. And I just sat down and thought, you know, I'd love to be able to write a little poem. And so I just started to think about the things I wanted to say. And once I started, it was just the most bizarre thing because I started to write about on and her life and some of her funny stories and it just spilled onto the page and I couldn't stop and five pages later it was like a this is your life um in rhyme um so from there on uh, any any time there was a birthday or, or a child was born or a, everybody knew they'd get a, a funny poem from kitty k and then um I remember my mum then quite suddenly passed away in 2010 And at that time, we had a world recession. Ireland was in a terrible state and I lost my job and decided the way to save my property was to rent it out. Uh, However, it enabled me to live a dream and I went off traveling the world. So I went off, traveled for about 18 months and came then to end up in Barcelona, where I got a job and lived in the beautiful city of Barcelona, And I love it. It's one of my favourite cities in the world. But I was really unfulfilled in my job. And I was sat there one day thinking about my mum. And how suddenly she'd gone and what have you. And as a kid, she used to always say to me, Oh, you must off and fly your kite. And it was this whole line of, go and fly your kite. So I just sat there this day and bored in this job. And I just opened a new word blank word document and started typing. And I just put, Mum used to say, go fly your kite. She has inspired me to write. I hate this job and I'm feeling crappy and writing rhyme makes me happy. And from there, I started to just write and write. And by the time I returned from Barcelona, my sister had had a couple of babies who were very quickly turned from newborns into toddlers. And when they used to go and visit my dad's, um, who was a very, very funny man, he used to tell the, the girls of, um, a fairy that lived in his garden and her name was fair enough and fair enough would always leave chocolate raisins by the back door for the girls so and the the two little ones the some beautiful little angels they believed every word of this fairy coming to deliver chocolates so I wrote a story about the girls going to visit granddad's place and she would leave she'd mess up his kitchen but she'd leave chocolates and this lovely story I wrote for them and um, my youngest brother who teaches English in in Sheffield he he teaches in a senior school so he teaches A-level English he was visiting and he got a look at this poem and he rang me and he said "Um, that's pretty good that I was like oh thanks and he said how long does it take you to write something like that? And how many times do you revisit it to, to you know, to edit it? And I just said, I don't know, it takes me a couple of hours. I said, and I don't edit. And he just started laughing. He was like, seriously? I said, yeah, it just spills onto the page. And the rhyme is just a natural thing. So he was like, okay, you, you've you got to pursue this. You have to pursue this. So going back to your question, you can tell I waffle a lot to say, when did it start? It started as a, as a child and it just... It's naturally, I never decided I want to write. It just kind of has naturally happened. And the more I do it, the more I realise that this is just a, a real passion in my life. Yeah, and also, like my dad, who um, we've also lost since in the last years, but my dad was a fantastic musician. And um, he's obviously the reason I came back to Ireland, you know, my heritage was all Irish. But my dad played traditional Irish music and he never played, uh, he could never read music. He always played by ear. And I always used to wonder why I never had been given the talent to to play a musical instrument. And I've come to realise I actually am very musical. It's just in spoken word, because I obviously have his exact talent of, you know, it just comes to my ear. I can I can speak w- w- with with a rhythm the way he can hear a tune and be able to pick up an instrument and play it, yeah. So it's, a, it's a, a a talent passed down, I think.
0: It's lovely. That really is lovely. Um, so how do you get from that jump then from, from your little brother encouraging you to take it forward to so becoming a published author? It's massively...
1: Well... When you say it's a massive leap, I mean, I am still I'm still waiting for a break, really and truly. Yes, I mean I've published this this beautiful book, Is Christmas Cancelled. Published that with a great friend of mine Mick. But it's only through it's our own enterprise really. Um we've been quite successful a couple of years but we're aware now that we need marketing behind us. It would be wonderful to get a a publisher. I've had a few big letdowns with publishers, but you just have to pick yourself up and move along. But how did it come to be? So I was just writing those poems for my nieces and nephews. Um, And by this time, I was left Barcelona and I was back in Dublin. And I had a job in the city. And every day I had an hour's bus ride in the morning and an hour's bus ride in the evening in and out of the city to my job so in that two hours every day in the morning in the evening I would be sat on the bus writing or tapping the rhyme into my phone um and often just inspired by something funny that had happened um and getting to realize more and more um that I enjoyed it so much and several people saying to me you've really got to pursue this you know it, it's um It's something you must follow and and, and people, sensible people that would ground me as well, that would say, you know what, Kathy, it's great, but just leave it there, love. You know, but but I wasn't, I was getting older. You should follow this, you should follow this, it's good stuff. So I started kind of putting searching for groups, writing groups and things in in Dublin City, and I saw um, an open mic night for poets advertised. And I was like, Well, why the hell no? It's an open mic night for poets, I'll go along to that in the Dublin Writers' Centre and it so happened that that week that I was going to the open mic night and I hadn't told her so, um, a great friend of mine from West Haughton near Wigan, um, lifelong friend Mick, who had also through a different path come to end up in, in Dublin as well in, in adult life, he rang me to say there was another wigging friend in town and we're going for a drink, you coming to meet us. And I so it actually clashed with the night of open mic nights. So I said, I'd love to come for a drink where I'll not be free till, till 10 o'clock. So he's like, well, what's happening? So I told him, I said, look, I'm going to this open mic night. And he said, oh, myself and Sean will come along to support you. And I was again, I was like, oh, you sure? And he was like, no, no, we'll come along. We'll come along to support you and then we'll go out for a pint. So, the lads came along to, to the open mic night. and uh, It was great. Uh, it turned out to be not the right setting for me. Um, not at all the right setting. However, I showcased um, my favorite piece of work, Animal Wedding. And um, when we got out for a drink later on, Nick said to me, he said, that was absolutely fantastic. And he said, I, I had no idea. No idea you had that talent. And as he took a, a supper guinea, he just put his pen down. And he said, um, "I'm going to illustrate that for you." So I said, "Oh, really?" Like, and I discovered a talent that, even though we've known each other a lifetime, um, I didn't know that he was a, a fantastic artist either—a graphic designer, an artist. So from there, he said, "No, Kathy, you've got something here." And so since then, that was six years ago. We've had many, many. Creative evenings shared together, um, sharing a glass a, a, a glass of wine, and him illustrating the work and me supervising and saying no, I don't want that. Want that. But you know, um, so it's it's lovely that again it's a lifelong friend. And in our in our childhood, it was Irish music that brought us together as friends, um, and our Irish heritage that brought us back
0: both to Dublin and um, can you tell us about how your writing helps you keep because your life sounds like it's so busy Kathy. um so, so how does that help you
1: it, i can honestly say to you, a hundred percent writing is everything to me like everything it totally totally lifts my spirits uh, i mean we all need to reach out and i think everybody finds it hard to talk about If they're worried, if they're down, um, if if they've got, you know, negative relationships going on with family, friends, everybody finds it hard to talk. And I think if you can have some kind of creative outlet, it really, really helps. Like even Vincent's like, I love baking as well. And here in Ireland, I've got a friend who's a farmer and he's got a fabulous fabulous massive farmhouse kitchen and a few weeks ago i was going stir crazy in lockdown we're only allowed to bubble i just bubble with with his family actually Um, you know we've been in quite severe lockdown since christmas but one day i was going stir crazy and around and said can i just come use the kitchen he was like, "Yeah, okay," and I went over it in this fabulous fabulous kitchen. About four hours later, there was cakes, there was biscuits, there was bread. My, his fridge was full, and I definitely creativity kick, you know, me high. And everyone was a winner. And I think I just need some kind of creativity. So whether it's baking, whether it's singing, whether it's drawing, whether it's writing, we really, really do need. Um, to if you can express emotion through some kind of creativity, um. And I mean, my life has been very, very challenging with regards to my health. Um, and this is real doom and gloom now, but I was, I was 21 years of age when I had spinal surgery for an injury that had started at 19. And 20s were tough with, with problems with my back. And then as I turned into my 30s, I got the biggest shock of my life. Um, and I'd been born with a heart defect that no one discovered and I, I, I had a bit of a collapse at work and I was in heart and lung failure so I had to have reconstructive surgery on my heart to save my life really um, and as if that wasn't enough, you know, between the back and that um, six years ago, just, just as I was writing this Christmas cancelled um, I found a swelling in my abdomen that turned out to be a cancerous tumour so thank god you know wishful thinking is my brand wishful thinking here i am six years on and i'm absolutely brilliant but a few weeks after that latest surgery um before i went back to work i was walking on the beach every morning i'm absolutely blessed here in dublin i'm a stone's throw from beautiful beaches so that's what i was i was doing every day for Positivity and high very much. to, but walking on the beach every day. But this particular day, um, I had my coat on ready to turn out. And um, I just thought I'd check my email before I go. And um, I saw, as I put my laptop on, I saw a, 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 there was an email coming in, a writing competition called Second Chances. And I thought, oh, my name's all over that. Second Chances. I just had my life saved for the second time. And um, I sat down and thought, I'll just jot a few ideas down for a government walk. 12 hours later, I hadn't even taken my coat off, but I had spilled this story of my life in rhyme onto a page and I had cried all day. And I suppose I learned so much that day that you need to express get all the rubbish out, tell somebody, put it on a page, do something, because I had been so brave for so long. And now I'm very, very proud of that piece of writing. It, it turned out to be a fantastic writing story of a little shy girl who was always too scared to even be to even be naughty when she was little. And then as life had moved on, she dodged death twice, um, and after dodging death twice, she'd, she'd actually um, she'd fulfilled a dream of learning, to, of, of flying. Because when I was a little girl, I always wanted to, I love Peter Pan, I always wanted to fly. And after my heart surgery, 12 months on from that, so before I was ill the second time, I went to New Zealand and backpacked all over New Zealand. On one crazy, crazy day, I jumped out of an aeroplane. And I fulfilled this dream of, of flying. <laughs> so this beautiful story that spilled out, and I've only ever shown it to one or two people because it's obviously very personal. And I, I can't even deliver it even to this day without the flood's tears coming. But it was the most incredible therapy. And that day, I just learned so much that you've got to talk. And it might not be to talk on that day for me. It was spilling it out onto a page, but for your mental health, you really. And now, I mean, I have. When you say I have a busy life, I'm blessed in my day job that I can work from home, so I'm not in. I'm not in uh, rush hour traffic. I'm, I, it's you know, it's not too busy that every week. I mean, it's Friday today, um, by six o'clock, um. I'll have a glass of wine and my iPad and I'll do again. And I know that, you know, through some time every week, you've got to get a walking, you've got to talk to a couple of friends and you've got to do something for yourself. And often with me, that doing something for myself, it's writing a poem or drawing a picture. um, Just something expressing how I feel. I, I've written hundreds of poems that nobody's ever seen, um, but they're all special. And, and it's just, it's, it's, that's my time, um, so it's just it's so important to let it out, and, and creativity is a great way to, to let your emotions out. And if you're letting your emotions out, your mental health is going to stay really well. Can you tell me
0: what the highlights of the project have been for you?
1: It's the children, isn't it? It, it it's the children. It's so you know we had one moment. You remember one assembly where. Um, I th- and I think it was to do with the, the security firewall from the school. We couldn't link onto the Wise Old World Poem. And you and I were faffing around because we couldn't get you know, uh, up on the screen what we wanted. And after a couple of minutes, I said, shall I just recite it? And, and that's what we did. So the children didn't get the visuals, but I just recited. And it's about a three minute um, piece of work. And as I finished that last line, they just burst into applause. And there was like, I mean, that day there was a tear rolling down my cheek So I was like, wow, that for me is a highlight that if you can reach out to children and and if you can bring them in so much that they're totally engrossed in in what, what we're doing, you have them then in the palm of your hand. And if they're totally with you, You can instill whatever positive messages, you know, whatever else goes on in their life, you know, whether they have great parents or parents that need help, whether they have no parents, whether they're getting bullied at school, whatever's going on, the good things and the bad things, if we can bring them in through things like this project. And I remember like on that day when they burst into applause, I was like, wow, they've been listening to me so intently for the last three minutes so now for the next half hour we can mold them any way we want and of course we both know what we want to do is instill confidence um so that's it's the ha- that's the highlight it's when you when you know that you've got them engaged um you know it's it's brilliant it's brilliant it makes me realize i should have been working with children all my life
0: you know, I, I'm really glad we bumped into each other in Nutgrove that day because it, it's been a really good project. See the difference that it makes. We very often, with children, we go down the same route. We're, we're pushing them academically, um, it's telling us a great sport tradition, and, and children get, get to highlight those skills and showcase those skills. But, Different with the arts and the literacy that we've done with you, yes. How the children have lit up that has been a real highlight for me. So, what is next for you and your writing? Most importantly, your alter ego, (laughs) Kitty. Kitty, next, yeah. Um,
1: I suppose, I mean, like the whole world, we're all looking to get out of lockdowns and get a bit more, you know, interaction. Um, I live alone, so it's been a long, old road this last 14 months. Um, but, uh, so I'm hoping, you know, to, to get out more and more. But, and again, as we talked about mental health just a few minutes ago, even getting the call from you a few months back, I got bogged down in, in lockdown on in my day job. and just getting through the day. And you forget, just, you know, I, well, I, I don't forget the buzz. Because i say i make that time every week to house on that time but it, it kind of when you get involved in a project like this again it li- it lights me up because it, it's just like this is everything that that, that that I'm passionate about so i suppose it's like as as please god the world is healing a little now and once we're all vaccinated we can get back into schools as, as well but even even the realization of look what we can do virtually you know, we we can reach so we, we've worked in schools in St Helens in the last couple of months, but we can reach kids everywhere with, with, with what we've done. So I suppose what's next is let's focus on um, let's focus on what what we can do and, and reach as many children far and wide. Um, and of course, keep writing the stories. Keep writing the stories. When I was over at my friend's farm there last week, he has three new baby llamas. So, um, I mean, I'll be naming those and there'll be stories of those as there are stories of tortoises and elephants and giraffes and, you know, it's children or animals that always inspire me. So it's like, yeah, um, get back out there again in the world and and be inspired to write more, but also hopefully be involved in more projects like this with you and and let's see what direction we can take it in.
0: That's great. That's great. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot now. Um, you mentioned before your favourite of of writing your your favourite your favourite story that you favourite poem Um, is there any chance you could share that with us (laughs) yeah
1: Animal Weddings take me about six minutes yeah yeah, it's lovely it's lovely and it's a a story about love and of course we all need love Um, yeah okay a giraffe proposed to a kangaroo it happened, really. Honest, it's true. An elephant said, oh, heavens above. But the zebra confirmed, well, they've fallen in love. In love, exclaimed the elephant, but surely that's irrelevant. It simply isn't sensible. It's just incomprehensible. Mark my words, the whole world will laugh if Miss Kangaroo becomes Mrs Giraffe. But zebra said, oh, don't be stupid. Can't you see? They're struck by a Cupid. Said the elephant, I just don't agree. They should call it off immediately. Kangaroos belong with kangaroos. You can't just marry whoever you choose. Zebra advised, you have so much to learn. Just wait until it is your turn. For now, you might not believe at all, but you will see love conquers all. And so without any further distraction, the wedding plans were put into action. Even the elephant was invited, and secretly he was delighted. The wedding day came and the sun shone down kangaroo wore a beautiful gown there were daisies and daffodils in her bouquet and it was crocodile that gave her away giraffe looked smart in a pinstripe suit accessorized with a cowboy boot and the bridesmaids were koala bears six of them walked up the in pose it was lion that conducted the ceremony in a clearing under the bongo tree even the vultures joined in the singing as the wedding bells started ringing a hundred guests sat down for high tea under a yellow and pink marquee there were slices of ham and garlic mustard then there was apple tart and custard there was a toast with pink champagne and everyone cheered them again and again a chilled banana and lemon milkshake was served along with the wedding cake they hired a band that could play jazz and all other kinds of razzmatazz They even managed to find a cheetah that was both a magician and a fire eater. There was a monkey that could juggle, although at times he seemed to struggle, and a tiger with a pencil in his paws wandered around the guests drawing caricatures. A baboon asked Elephant up to dance, and instantly he was in a trance. Poor Elephant seemed to look quite dazed as into the baboon's eyes he gazed. It seemed on this night, with lots of dancing, there might just be some more romancing. Cupid once again struck, and this time Elephant was in luck. They danced a chatter and a rumba. Then there was a clap of thunder. There was a flash and a bolt of lightning, and for those that watched, it was most enlightening. For under the light of the silvery moon, Elephant danced a waltz with baboon. He shouted out loud, oh, how I feel strange. I feel everything in my life will change. Yes, said baboon, I feel the same way as well. It feels like we're floating to a cloud above. Then they heard everyone else shouting, it's because you're falling in love. (laughs) And that's that ticker bow. (laughs) That's annual wedding.
0: You definitely do need to take a bow I'll, I'll clap like the children did. Awesome, fantastic. So uh, all it is left from me is to thank you very much, Cathy, not just for for enduring this um, this Zoom call with me, but for the fantastic work that you've done in the project. It it, it the project couldn't have run without you you've been invaluable. Um thank you to our funders uh, the violence production partnership in merseyside and thank you to dave and katie at uh, max katie that, that also made this possible thank you very much kathy i can't wait till we see you real yeah life, thank you for uh, it, and thanks for involving me care.
1: it's been great it's been great and hopefully i trip home to st ellen's before too long
0: oh yeah. god's country. okay free. yeah yeah take care we'll take see
1: care. you bye bye
0: bye bye bye